Welcome back, one and all, to the Our Outdoors portion of your New Year's holiday weekend. Hope you had a safe and happy New Year's Eve and you're getting ready for the final stretch of pheasant hunting. Hey, we are down to the last two days. Obviously, deer archery has closed out and we are looking ahead to some ice fishing. And we've got all of that and more looking ahead to 2022 in this installment of Our Outdoors to kick off the brand new year. I'm so happy you could join us. Obviously, 2021, a lot of ups and downs, a lot of excitement, a lot of good stuff coming out of the year as well. We have all of that information and more up at NewsDakota.com and DakotaEdge.com. Of course, throughout the new year, we will be bringing you all of the developments on the landscape, whether that's conservation, hunting regulations, fishing opportunities, and of course, how our environment is changing around us week to week, day to day, season to season. We want to make sure that you are abreast of all of the impacts rain, snow, sun, heat are going to have on your hunting opportunities out there. So it's important to stay tuned. I hope in 2022 you'll pay close attention as to how the weather influences your hunts, how the changing of the moon influences your fishing, how the different conditions around us make us more knowledgeable and make things more notable in the outdoors where you can start to tie environmental conditions to your success and to what you're seeing out there in the field. So make this the year that you kind of bring it all together as a total hunter or a total angler and put that information into a log into a journal something that will keep you going forward and succeeding you know season after season outing after outing when you're out there with friends and family putting it all together into a grander picture. And to get a snapshot of that bigger picture, we are continuing part two of our interview with Jeb Williams, director of the North Dakota Game and Fish Department, sharing his take on what's to come in the new year. That's happening right after this quick break. Welcome back, everyone, and Happy New Year's. We are again joined by Jeb Williams. He's the director of the North Dakota Game and Fish Department. Looking ahead now to 2022, director, we look at the drought, and again, that brought decreased water levels, particularly when we look at the Missouri River, and I think concern is growing for next spring. Uh, what say does Game and Fish have in partnership with the Corps of Engineers in maintaining those water levels, and what are your thoughts on the current situation and what we might see this spring? Well, the w- water level situation is is obviously something that uh, that is out of the Game and Fish Department control. I mean, we, we certainly have a relationship with the Corps of Engineers when it comes to other factors and whether it be, you know, leased land from the Corps of Engineers or even infrastructure as far as associated with the water levels. And again, talking earlier and previous segment on some low water ramps, those are some situations on Lakes Kakawea where we're working with a number of different groups to, to try to ease the pain the best we can anyway in this first spring of uh, 2022 if the drought continues to to stay and to stay with us here and it's a matter of being in partnership with the Corps of Engineers when it comes to various infrastructure projects and things associated with access but actual water level management is uh, you know that that's something that the Corps of Engineers handles. You bet there is that partnership there, but we kind of beyond the game and fish department control, as it is beyond most of the rest of us as well. Another one uh, that's beyond our control, of course, is the weather. We've talked about the drought and its impacts on populations of deer. Are you anticipating a drop in whitetail or mule deer tags in 2022, especially in western North Dakota, because of those lower numbers that we have seen you know, coming into the fall surveys? Well, first of all, the department's going to need to collect, uh, you know, our, our various pieces of information, and of course, our hunter uh, harvest questionnaires are a big part of that to evaluate how the deer season went. 
Last year, we had a success rate of, you know, right around 69% success rate, which is pretty good. This year, we're we're about 10% lower than that. And we just, we're in the process of breaking down those deer units and seeing in those particular ones, which, which ones had that uh, lower success rate. And I think we can all probably anticipate which ones did, you know, based on EHD and, and those types of things. And, and then, of course, it would be really nice to be able to get some good uh, winter flying in this year, as far as our white-tailed deer surveillance goes. But we do need to have a, a reasonable amount of snow to have a good white background to accurately count those deer, too. So we're going to do our best. We know that this year is critical as far as getting some type of data points collected from uh, from a winter aerial deer uh, standpoint. So if we feel like it's something that we can accurately count and get good information, we're certainly going to do so. But again, we just we have to make sure we have a decent amount of snowpack so where we can get good, accurate information. Do I suspect that we're going to see less? licenses in some of those units? I would probably say that. I, there's no doubt that we saw pretty significant mortality in some of these areas. I'll let the data speak for itself, though, too, and hopefully we can get some good data collected and then be able to make some of those decisions. That's right. The more reference points you have, the better decision you'll be able to make. But a lot of online chatter has surrounded limiting archery tags or making them a lottery or doing something in one way or another, especially for mule deer. Uh, is that a road that Game and Fish is willing to go down, or is that archery harvest percentage low enough where you're not going to warrant changes? It appears to be. It appears to me, Nick, and this has been going on now for a couple of years, that that there is some interest out there amongst archery hunters to even have that conversation, and that's that's something where the department is willing to have that conversation at this point in time. I mean, it is a more of a social issue. Although I do like to point out the fact that the more archery hunters that we potentially have in the western part of the state, the one correction factor that we have in place is our rifle licenses. So if archery is starting to take and harvest a number of bucks where we end up correcting that is through the rifle season and so that that gets to, again gets back to that fairness issue and social aspect uh, out there on this on this difficult issue on, on one hand you want to do the best to provide as much opportunity as you possibly can but we're also hearing from some folks saying well I think that it would be beneficial if the department could potentially look at some some restrictions or some some type of a process to where that quality aspect could be more guaranteed once a person goes out there versus what it is right now. Yeah, that makes sense. We're talking with Director Jeb Williams of the North Dakota Game and Fish Department. Director, when we look to our deer and our, our upland game and even our waterfall uh, habitat sort of drives that machine, you know, being the prairie pothole region and having those good areas, what are some of the habitat initiatives on the radar for the Game and Fish Department in 2022? One of the things we talked about a lot, Nick, here this fall was a pretty unique partnership and grasslands initiative program called the Meadowlark Initiative. And a partnership amongst lots of different conservation organizations, grazing coalitions, things like that, because obviously when we're talking about grass, we're talking about something that's very important to us, important uh, habitat component. But when we're talking about grass, we're talking about ranchers. We're talking we're talking about people that have uh, have cattle on landscape that need grass as well. And so this is something that we can hope can, can continue to put some extra emphasis on our remaining grasslands in North Dakota. Maybe it would be, you know, an opportunity for somebody out there to take some cropland that hasn't been doing well for them and, and look at putting some back 
into grass, maybe some opportunity to take a look at their existing grassland and see if there's some different practices or different things that they can do differently to improve that. Just really, again, that kind of strategic approach that we're excited about. And one of the things I've always commented on, and I, this is always going to be important to me, is most options that we can put in front of people out there who are who are landowners and they can make those decisions based on their interests and their operation. I think that's a healthy thing. Yeah, certainly a, a great project. And I think it's a bridge to other opportunities, you know, agency, NGOs like Ducks Unlimited, Pheasants Forever, even local sportsmen's clubs, and then those private landowners. Are we sort of at the point where the wheels have, you know, kind of stopped spinning and we're getting that traction and moving forward in that kind of three-headed approach to putting habitat in a mostly privately owned state like North Dakota? I think we are, Nick. I mean, that's our option right now. You know, anytime we talk about, you know, wildlife successes and things like that, of course, CRP always gets brought up as far as, you know, the acreage that was on the landscape for a number of years and what that meant to, you know, wildlife species and wildlife production. I mean, that's something when we talk about water quality, I mean, obviously that was a a really strong component for our fisheries aspect as well, but just doesn't appear that CRP is getting the traction that it used to get. And I think we have to pivot a little bit and and do some different things. And are those potentially going to be as good as maybe what CRP was as far as productivity? Probably not. But again, I I think that those are the options that we have on the table right now. And I think there's a lot of people out there willing to look at some additional options. And and we know there's been a lot of different things that have been accomplished, whether it be through the Outdoor Heritage Fund, different partnerships with soil conservation districts, or like you said, NGOs. So we work with day in and day out to try to make our dollars and their dollars go as far as they can to do what we can and put as much habitat on the landscape. Excellent. Yeah, we uh, obviously have to find another way, and I think folks in the Rough Rider State always manage to find a way around those challenges. Wrapping up here with Director Jeb Williams of the North Dakota Game and Fish Department. Director, for 2022, uh, what's the biggest challenge facing you in the agency? Summing up in one word, I think drought is fit sticks with us in in the form that it did this last year is even going to be more significant. You know, we we saw the the impacts and effects of it in lots of different places across North Dakota this year, and um, it's it's been something that we've been pretty fortunate over the last 20 to 25 years where uh, we just haven't had to to deal with it and talk about it too much. I mean, there's there's certainly been glimpses of it, but as far as the magnitude of the drought last year, there's no doubt that it was that was that was pretty significant. Certainly, but there's also a lot of great opportunities, and we, we've touched on many of them, but what are, what's the thing or maybe the top things that excite you most going into this brand new year? Any, any way you slice it, I think North Dakota is still a heck of a lot better place to be than anywhere else. And I, I think people that uh, you know are familiar with North Dakota, maybe just for the short term, or obviously people for a long term know what I mean by that, and that you know when we do go into drought-type conditions and you know, one thing might be down uh, or might be really down, but something else is going to be up. There's going to be opportunity somewhere else. And so I, I think, you know, sometimes that cycle it can be healthy, uh, you know, even though as painful as it is sometimes, you know, seeing the wetlands dry up and just seeing the lack of habitat out there in the form of wetlands. But obviously that's a healthy process, too, of recharging those wetlands and going through that phase. And so, you know, in North Dakota, we, we go through a, a lot of different cycles. We're never really steady. It doesn't seem like in North Dakota we do. We do go through some roller coaster rides, and and this is definitely one that, that we're on. But again, I there's always going to be something in North Dakota that a person can have a lot of success recreating with. Again, whether it's snaring coyotes, whether it's out there perch fishing in the winter time, or catching walleye in the summer, or sh- shooting sharp tails in the in the fall. I mean, there's just so many different opportunities that people are always going to be able to find something to spend their time and have success doing it. 
Yep, that's right. Variety is the spice of life, and we appreciate all the work you and the great staff at North Dakota Game and Fish put in to keep that variety out there. And, Director, thank you so much for being on the show today, and a very happy New Year to you. You as well. Thanks much for the visit. So whatever awaits you in the new year, we hope you get out there and enjoy it and have a good time in the fields and on the waters of North Dakota. That wraps up the show. To kick off 2022, please have a safe and enjoyable one out there. Ice fishing, whatever it is you might be doing, make sure that you take a kid with you. And if you do, you know I'll see you in our outdoors.